0: It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up Screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call one 858 858 Getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. Yes, we're going to get to know more about Christina Matthews. That's Julie Andrews, by the way. Christina, very good afternoon to you.
1: Uh, good afternoon,
0: and I didn't know it was Julie Andrews. I'm a very old woman, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're the same vintage, Christine. I remember the sound of music as well back in 1965, let me tell you. Went, That's with, my, right. <laughs> went, went with my grandmother to see it. Uh, Christina, what a great performance at the Whacker today by Hilton Cartwright Aaron Hardy. A real rearguard performance to get the outright points over Queensland.
1: Tremendous. I mean, um, a fantastic effort by Hilton to set us up. And then Aaron coming in um, sort of a good partnership with them and then sort of bringing it home. Um, it's really great to see, um, you know, our players performing well. Um, we can't forget our bowlers did a really good job in, in both innings, but particularly in the um, second innings. Um, and it's um, it's testament to the depth we've got with so many um, players out with the Australian team and um, so forth. And, um, uh, you know, the pressure they're under um, all the time to perform. So a, a really good um, game on a, a tough cricket wicket, but, uh, you know, one that uh, both teams um, had to deal with.
0: Could I ask you before we uh, go into the segment a bit more, uh, there's been a bit of news and uh, you don't often go past the day when there's certainly people putting up uh, as a nomination for the vacancies on the West Australian Cricket Association board. It's been an interesting time, hasn't it?
1: Interesting is one word for it, Peter. Yeah, yeah, it has been. Uh, um, you know, one one of the things um, about being um, sort of CEO and on staff is, is trying to sort of keep some distance from um, that sort of thing. But um, uh, there's no doubt it, it, it is a distraction. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a, a lot of misunderstanding about, um, you know, what's going on and what's going to happen in the future.
0: Mm. Per Scorchers in the WBBL. They go to Lilac Hill and play back-to-back games this weekend against the Sydney Sixers. Of course, uh, Elise Perry and co, and then they take on the Adelaide Strikers. Two big games this weekend, and the weather forecast for both days, Christina, is 28 degrees and plenty of sunshine.
1: Yeah, look... there are always great days out at um, Lilac Hill. Um, uh, a nice um, victory by the Melbourne Stars over the Strikers today that um, sort of pushes them a little bit away um, from us. If we can get a, a couple of good wins up this weekend, but certainly um, uh, the um, Sydney Sixers and, and us have had some fantastic um, tussles at uh, Lilac Hill, and uh, we're looking um, forward to that. And um, the strikers have really good potential in this side. So they'll be tough games, but I, I'm betting that Sophie Devine will come good. I haven't seen her have this longer run out of form for a while. Um, and uh, uh, we need a really good partnership from her and, and Beth Mooney um, to get us off to a good start.
0: Christina... When you were playing cricket, you're an outstanding player. You're born in Kew in Melbourne, Victoria. You played, of course, with Victoria, yep. New South Wales, ACT. You played for this country with distinction. You're an outstanding wicketkeeper. Can we go back? What uh, Christina White, as you were known then, uh, decided yep. to take up the sport of cricket.
1: Yeah, look, I, um, uh, you know, back when we were younger, Peter, you, you used to be able to play these games on the street and there'd be games that everybody in the street played and you'd move the bins on and off and uh, everybody get a bat and a bowl. And I was like every other kid um, uh, sort of playing in the street. and uh, But very lucky um, that there was a women's team playing in our local suburb, which was a rarity uh, in those days. Um, and my mum just said to me one day when I was was 12, do you want to go down and see if you could get a game? Um, So I was pretty excited about that and um, went down, met a few people and the next week I I was playing in the team. Now in those days it was an adult team. Um, So I was 12 and I think the oldest one was 38 and then there was a 13-year-old and a 14-year-old, and then the next one was 21. So it it was an interesting experience. We won the Premiership in my first year, which (laughs) I didn't quite understand, but I remember going home and celebrating with a a roast lamb that my mum made.
0: Fantastic. Of course, you played with (laughs) distinction for Australia, 20 test matches, 47 ODIs, uh, and you played for this country between 84 and 95. In fact, I think you are still Australia's most capped female test player and you hold the record yeah. for the most dismissals by Australian wicketkeeper. So you, you weren't exactly a slouch. You were a fair player.
1: Yeah, and look, I was lucky, um, uh, you know, my selection coincided when the women started playing annual international events. Um, Prior to that, you might get an international match every two or three years. Um, But my first year was the start of consistent international competition. Um, But also, strangely... Um, my first tests that I played were three day tests, and then they became four and and you know I played in um uh, the the first um, five day um test match um for women so you know it's pretty hard to get results in the in the, in the beginning with three day tests um and uh, but it was just it was such a thrill um to be playing for Australia. I mean, we, we paid for most of our own um, clothing. Um, we paid a levy to go on the trip and um, things like that. We didn't get allowances in the early days. So, um, but it didn't matter. Um, it was just being on the trip and being part of an Australian cricket team was just such a joy.
0: Yeah, you played in a couple of World Cups. Are you proud uh, with the evolution of the women's game and where it is now?
1: Proud, and um, you know, I'm proud to have been sort of part of the push um, for improvement. Um, I've always lived my life, whether as a player or an administrator, that you know, you've, you've got to make sure that whatever environment you're in, it's better than when you leave. And the people who come after you have um, better opportunities than you could have. So um, to see um, what's on offer for female players today and what young um, girls could aspire to it is just so exciting.
0: Christina, of course, you took over from Graham Wood, who was the CEO of the West Australian Cricket Association, And it was interesting. And the Wacker has always been seen as a bit of a male domain. What was the reception like when it was released that Christina Matthews would be and succeed Graham Wood as the next CEO of the Wacker? Well, to be fair, Peter, no
1: one ever
0: says
1: anything to your face. So, uh, you know, uh, know, making a decision to, to play what was in, in my day always been a men's game and then to have a, a life as a sports administrator predominantly in cricket you're kind of setting yourself up for um uh, for, for trouble but yeah people have over the years found it difficult to embrace um female administrators um and um i'm a particularly um forward-thinking one I, you know i I like to create change and make things better Um, and sometimes that's difficult um, for people. I move at a fast pace and change is difficult for people. Um, and, and I acknowledge that and I acknowledge for a lot of people it, it is hard but I'm, um, I am I, I did get a last year after we won the Shield I got an email from a, a, a former president of one of the premier clubs who did write to me and a credit to him for this saying I was one of those who thought what are they doing when you're appointed um, but now having won the Shield I'm a convert
0: mm-hmm. and I went
1: well thank you I'll, I'll take that
0: You've been there a decade now. You took over the role back in 2012. (laughs) How years fly by. Is this your dream job or are you looking to do something else in the game if it's offered to you?
1: Oh, uh, Interesting, Peter. I don't really look ahead too much in terms of my own um, career. Um, My dream was to work in sport and to be able to do that for, um, you know, 40 years. Um, is a real gift Um, and I firmly believe that, um, you know, whenever I finish up in in this job, other opportunities will come and I'll know which the right one is at the the right time. Um, I I think in my, um, you know, if there was something I would like to do, it's more... Um, not so much in a a professional admin admin capacity, but I would love one day to serve on uh, an AFL football club board. Um, So you'd be interested in getting
0: involved with an AFL club?
1: I mean, I grew up as a football and cricket fan and, um, you know, I've watched um, both sports evolve um, and uh, obviously in the, in the past half dozen years see the women's game evolve for both of them and I think it'd be a really um, interesting experience to to sort of get in amongst it and see how it operates and I think I'd have a, quite a bit to offer.
0: You think uh, when Trevor Nisbet maybe says goodbye as the CEO of the West Coast Eagles, would you put your hand up and you'd feel confident that you could take over a brand like West Coast? Gee, I'll tell you
1: what. (laughs) I don't don't know that i want to be speculating about the end of Trevon's first tenure. (laughs) Uh, um, (laughs) I I don't know if I'd want to do something like that. Uh, I mean, he's had a a, a long time as head of that club and with great success. um, And and they have a a great board. um, And and they'll no doubt come back strongly. But, um, uh, yeah, look, there was a time where I, I did contemplate um, you know, pursuing a, a CEO job at an AFL club, but that's
0: well, they're way not ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> Christina, a couple of other questions I'd love to have a chat to you about. Were you interested and sure. did you put your hand up for the Cricket Australia CEO job now that Nick Hockley uh, got it? Uh, there were talks that, you know, Christina Matthews was certainly on the short list.
1: No, I um I mean I applied for that job when James Sutherland finished and um you know, I, I got through um two interviews and, and didn't make it to the final um stage. Um it was a great experience. Um I I'd probably confidently say I wouldn't have been ready, um, at that time. I'm probably more ready now, but I, I don't think it's in my stars to ever work at Cricket Australia. Mm.
0: In 2016, you were included on the West Australians list of 100 most influential West Australians. For a non-West Australian, you certainly have made an impact here. And if you look back over your te- a decade as a CEO of the West Australian Cricket Association, and of course, you've had plenty of other roles with Cricket New South Wales and, you know, general managers of very other, other organisations, what is one thing that you're really proud of in your 10 years in your role at the WACA?
1: I'm really proud that today we lead the country in all our programs um, that we run obviously great on field success off field we're were doing things that no other state's been able to manage Um, we've got a truly integrated environment um, that provides um, opportunities for people in the game that um, when I started people didn't think um, was possible so to You know, cricket is supposed to be a sport for all, and I'm really proud in WA that we genuinely have that.
0: Christina Matthews, getting to know you a bit more has been fantastic. Thanks for joining us on the program. Safe driving, and we'll keep in touch.
1: Thanks very much.
0: Good on you. Christina Matthews, the CEO of the West Australian Cricket Association. That's the segment I'm going to have on a Wednesday, getting to know you, just finding out a bit more about the people that you often read about, hear about, see... Uh, on your media, TVs, and getting a bit of a background on uh, that individual. And as Christina mentioned, she was pretty keen, and still is, to maybe one day work at an AFL club as a CEO. Just on the temperate bedshed text line, uh, with the passing of Alan Froggy Thompson, uh, the Australian fast bowler who had the most unique and strange action that I can remember. Uh, unusual bowling actions, uh, uh, frog in a bender. Uh, Paul Adams from South Africa and Maxi Walker. Yes, tangles. He did have a very interesting action. And Laseith Malinga, who had that slinging action where he almost used to bowl from almost forty-five degrees. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah, thanks, uh, Leon. Leon of Hocking. Uh, Peter, South Africa's Paul Adams. He used to drop his head as he delivered the ball, the left arm. Unusual action, referred to as a frog in a blender. Good on you. Cheers, Big Al. And also, Pete, Uh, great to hear Christina on your show. She's all class. Thanks, Darren for your text on the temperate Bedshed text line, 0487 736 736. Who do you reckon, you know, Max Tangles Walker, who's not with us anymore, Alan Froggy Thompson, of course, just passed in the last 24 hours. There is one great Australian bowler, fast bowler, who had a very weird action. And uh, he was very, very quick and, of course, got many a test wicket. I think you know who I'm talking about it. Put it on the Bed Shed text line. 25 past five. This is Sports Day with Peter Vlahos. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.